Stinger, Dr. G, the nicest man in rock, are all nicknames for one of this generation's greatest musicians, Dave Grohl. Hello everyone and welcome to Rock Feed, the best channel to get all of rock music news, bios, and more. If you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe and make sure that that notification bell is turned on so you get all of our latest updates. Dave Grohl was born David Eric Grohl on January 14, 1969 in Warren, Ohio to Virginia Jean and James Harper Grohl, the son of a teacher and a journalist. When Dave was only three years old, his family moved to Springfield, Virginia. By the time he was seven, his parents had gotten divorced. At that time, Dave primarily grew up with his mother and older sister, Lisa. While these were all major life changes, it wasn't until about the age of 12 that Dave took to learning the guitar. Being young and probably not playing what he wanted to play, Dave grew bored of lessons and decided to teach himself. Dave has been quoted as saying, I was going in the direction of faster, louder, darker, while my sister Lisa, three years older, was getting seriously into new wave territory. We'd meet in the middle sometimes with Bowie and Susie and the Banshees. In 1982, when Dave was 13, he and his sister spent the summer at their cousin Tracy's house in Evanston, Illinois. It was his cousin Tracy that introduced him to the world of punk music. Tracy took Dave and his sister to his first concert, Naked Ray Gun, at the Cubby Bear in Chicago. Grohl has said, From then on, we were totally punk. We went home and bought maximum rock and roll and tried to figure it all out. During his freshman year of high school, Dave was elected vice president of his class. This allowed him to share some of his punk music choices with the rest of the school by playing bits of songs by bands like the Circle Jerks and Bad Brains over the school intercom before he would do his morning announcements. In high school, Dave would play in several local bands, being the guitarist in one called Freak Baby. During this time is when Grohl decided that he wanted to teach himself to play drums. That's right, Grohl taught himself how to play drums. In an interview with Sam Jones, Grohl said he learned to play drums by listening to Rush records and punk rock. Dave stated, When I got 2112 when I was 8 years old, it fucking changed the direction of my life. I heard the drums, it made me want to become a drummer. I wonder how many other people have heard Neil Peart and said, I want to do that. Probably quite a few. That being said, Grohl has revealed that his biggest influence was Led Zeppelin's John Bonham. At the tender age of 17, Grohl auditioned to be the new drummer for a DC local favorite, Scream. However, in order for Dave to get the gig, he had to lie about his age, stating that he was much older. Well, his little white lie worked, and the band asked Grohl to be their new drummer. At that time, Grohl decided to drop out of high school in his junior year and has been quoted as saying, I was 17 and extremely anxious to see the world, so I did it. For the next four years, Grohl toured with Scream and released a few live albums. However, it was during a 1990 tour stop that the Melvins' Buzz Osborne would take a couple of friends to see Scream. Maybe you've heard of them. Kurt Cobain and Chris Novoselic? Well, a few months after that show, Scream disbanded mid-tour. What was Grohl to do? He called up Buzz Osborne to get some advice, and Osborne told him that a band called Nirvana was looking for a new drummer. Dave got their contact info and was invited out to Seattle to audition for Nirvana. Obviously, he got the gig. And for the first few months, the band would shop around their demos looking for a label. They finally signed with DGC Records, and in the spring of 91, Nirvana traveled to LA to record their hit record, Nevermind. 
Now, as we all know today, Nevermind would go on to blow away everyone's expectations and would become a worldwide success. With all of this going on, what you may not know is that Grohl was also recording his own solo material on a cassette that he called Pocket Watch under the pseudonym of Late. Grohl's writing contributions in Nirvana would continue to grow over the years, and in 1994 Nirvana had set some recording time to work on some new demos. During most of these three days, Cobain was not there, so Dave and Chris work on their own songs. Songs like Exhausted, Big Me, February Stars, and Butterflies, which would all go on to become future Foo Fighters songs. Little did they know that on that third day of that recording session, when Cobain did arrive, they would be recording Nirvana's final studio recording of You Know You're Right. Months after Cobain's death in April of 94, Grohl scheduled some studio time and recorded a new 15-track demo. What's even more impressive about this is that aside from one single guitar part on Ecstatic, Grohl played all of the instruments himself. Shortly after the demo had been passed around, Dave found himself with some major label interest. Grohl ultimately ended up signing with Capitol Records. However, he didn't want this to be considered the start of a solo career. So, what did he do? Well, he recruited new band members. First, he got former Nirvana touring guitarist Pat Smear. And then he went and got William Goldsmith and Nate Mendel from Sunny Day Real Estate. And then, rather than re-recording everything that Grohl had previously done on the demo, they just remastered it. And that became the Foo Fighters' debut album. Now, a little fun fact that you may not know, during the break after touring to support their debut album, Dave and his then-wife, Jennifer Youngblood, made a cameo appearance on the third season of The X-Files. Their first album, Foo Fighters, was released on July 4th. Coincidentally, July 4th, 1947, was also the day of the Roswell incident after which he named his record label. And in school, Dave wanted to be a UFO investigation expert. Sounds like Dave might be a believer. Foo Fighters' sophomore album, The Color and the Shape, was released in May of 1997, and was the album that made Foo Fighters a household name, thanks to all of the radio play for hits like Everlong, Monkey Wrench, and my personal favorite, My Hero. After a couple years of touring, Grohl headed back to Alexandria, Virginia, and transformed his basement into a recording studio. It was in this basement studio that the 1999 album, There Is Nothing Left To Lose, was recorded. At this point in their lives, the band was in between record labels. Grohl has said that the recording of this album was intoxicating at times, due to the band being left to their own devices. However, he did go on to say that one of the advantages of finishing the record before we had a new label was that it was purely our creation. It was complete and not open to outside tampering. The Foo Fighters have released a total of eight studio albums, and during that time Grohl has collaborated with some of the best bands and musicians out there. One of these projects is Probot. He had some of the best metal vocalists lend their talents to this project. Lemmy from Motorhead, Kronos from Venom, King Diamond, Scott Weinrich, Snake of Voivoid, and Max Cavalera of Sepultura. He has drummed on tracks for Tony Iommi, Tenacious D, and even played with Queens of the Stone Age on their album Songs for the Deaf. He's played drums and or guitar for Nine Inch Nails, Garbage, Pete Yorn, Neil Young, and even David Bowie. 
He's helped to form the rock supergroup Them Crooked Vultures with Josh Holm and John Paul Jones. And he's such an awesome guy that in 2011, he temporarily joined Cage the Elephant as a replacement tour drummer after their drummer's appendix burst. Aside from being an amazing musician, Dave is also a husband, a father, an advocate, and a philanthropist. On August 2nd, 2003, Dave married Jordan Bloom. Together, they have three daughters, Violet May, Harper Willow, and Ophelia Saint. Grohl has also been very vocal over the years about his views on drug misuse. He even participated in a 2009 anti-drug BBC ad. That being said, Grohl is a very well-known coffee addict that drinks up to six cups of coffee every morning. His caffeine addiction was so extreme that in 2009, he was admitted to the hospital with chest pains as a result of a caffeine overdose. Now, Grohl has earned the nickname of the nicest guy in rock, and for good reason. It wasn't just for his work in music either, which by itself is pretty impressive. In May of 2006, Grohl sent a note to two trapped miners in the Beaconsfield mine collapse in Tasmania. One of the miners had requested that an iPod be sent down to them through a small hole. Grohl sent a note along with it saying, Though I am halfway around the world right now, my heart is with you both, and I want you to know that when you come home, there's two tickets to any food show, anywhere, and two cold beers waiting for you. Deal? Well, the miners definitely took up that offer. In October of that same year, they joined Grohl for a drink after a Foo Fighters acoustic show at the Sydney Opera House. Not only did those miners get to attend the show and have a drink with Dave, but Grohl wrote an instrumental piece for them. He then told them it would be on their next album, and Dave held true to his word, and the Ballad of the Beaconsfield Miners appears on the 2007 record Echoes, Silence, Patience, and Grace. Some people may not know this, but Grohl is also a big advocate for LGBTQ rights. He even wears a white knot ribbon to various events, and when people ask him about the ribbon, he replies, you know what that's about? I believe in love, and I believe in equality, and I believe in marriage equality. Dave is also viewed as a local hero in his birth town of Warren, Ohio. First, in 2009, he was given a key to the city. The town then named a road in downtown Warren after him known as Dave Grohl Alley. In 2012, the city of Warren unveiled a gigantic 902-pound drumstick statue to honor him. According to The Hollywood Reporter, that statue broke the Guinness Book of World Records. Thank you for joining us on this wild ride that is Dave Grohl's life. While you are here, please check out some of our other mini rock docs and be sure to subscribe. Thank you again and we will see you in the next video.